Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Now, talking on the Inspire podcast, Home of the Year judge Sarah Cosgrove has said that she has a sign which says no moan zone and it helps her make good business decisions and we want to know whether moaning is really important but she said of this sign I actually always remember Sarah Andrews who's the director of retail at Herod had this amazing a female mentor of mine in my career but she had a sign at her desk that said this is a no moan zone and she said if you have sort of a sort of negative characters around you within the team before long it becomes all encompassing and it just starts to drag you down so you know is it good for you moaning and venting when does it become a problem? Is it a bit of an icebreaker? Or I wonder sometimes if someone's constantly moaning, you're kind of like, oh, maybe I don't want to hang out with that person. Where's the line? Where's the line? Are we a country of moaners? I wonder. Have your say. Oh, it's 7, 1400, 106. And Terry Prone, Chair of Communications Clinic, is with me. And Terry, do you think no moan zones are a good idea? They're a brilliant idea. And I was shocked to hear you say that you like good moans. I always assumed, always assumed that you were a cheerful, equable Canadian. And now I know, now I know how toxic you are. Um, It is is actually not good for you, Alison, to moan. Um, The research, people always think, oh, I'll get it off my chest and then I'll feel wonderful. But all of the psychological research suggests that the more you express anger, Uh the angrier you get. Okay. And that's a problem. And then, as, as you said already, people sensibly want to get away from the permanent moan in the office. The kind of, yeah, 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 when you're trapped or you're making coffee and they're on again as they were yesterday and the day before. People just want to get away from them. And bosses particularly hate the staff member who arrives in with a never-ending and always present moan. We call that in our company dead catting (laughs) because... They actually arrive with a metaphorical dead cat. Yes. They put it on their boss's desk and more or less say, what are you going to do about that? So, Terry, we do know, okay, that it is bad. So a long-term excessive is bad because, you know, it can affect your physical health, like blood pressure goes up, uh, even a risk of obesity and heart disease, other ailments, and it can weaken your immune system. That's something I've read about a lot. But short bursts apparently are okay, like having a positive effect. (laughs) Do you ever moan, Terry? Do you ever moan? I moan privately and I give out yards. I'll give you an example. Yesterday I arrived into the office, went into the PR room and said some profanity has parked a great big profanity uh, SUV in my parking space. And there was a cough from the next floor and my managing director said, I'm really sorry that was me. (laughs) And I felt guilty the whole day. Yes, a a sudden outburst has its merits, but one of the reasons why we have become such a moany nation and such a moany generation is social media. Mm. Social media loves outrage. It loves anger. If you want likes then saying, isn't it a fantastic day, uh, is not going to get you like saying the government should be doing something about this weather and the Met Office is crap, which it isn't, and that'll get you likes. And that has effectively trained us. I also think that uh, people are often in offices taken slightly more serious 
if they complain, whereas you're, you're seen as slightly trivial okay. if you're lighthearted and happy. That's a good point. But actually, going back to the weather, Terry, in Ireland, weather-related moans top the polls. But I think in many ways, that's like a universal accepted moan because it's not blaming anyone. We can't control it. And it's something that <laughs> we can kind of let off steam about. Yeah, but I'm not sure that this is the same even in all parts of Ireland. Mm. I'm always struck when I go north of the border. If you go shopping in Newry, for example, people are actually cheerful. They're helpful. They want you to, to be happy with the service that you got. Whereas very often in the in the Republic, you have people serving you who give you the impression that it would really make their day if you died right now. So we don't have customer service. <laughs> oh, customer service is pretty lousy. The other thing that I'm noticing when I'm training human resource managers and when I'm training them to interview potential uh, executives, recruits. Yeah. One of the things that they want to know, Alison, is how do I spot a moaner right. before I employ them? Ah. And the answer to that is twofold. You watch their language. Okay. People leak the truth all of the time. And so you can spot negative language in the very first interview. Right. That's the true. Second, yeah. And the second thing is then, when they're on probation, watch them. Because if you have, and there's a character in Dickens called Mrs. Gummidge, and she's always complaining the yes. whole time. If you have Mrs. Gummidge traits, you can't hide them. Right. Yeah, that's true. Terry, that's very useful, actually. We've got Brendan Kelly, who is consultant psychiatrist. He's on the line with me as well. Uh, Brendan, um, what do you think about Terry's remarks that moaning does actually make us angrier? Yes, moaning amplifies disquiet and amplifies anger. And as Terry correctly points out, social media amplify these things even further. So it is an extraordinary self-fulfilling prophecy. But there is a real risk here that we'll slip into moaning about moaning very, very quickly, (laughs) giving out about people giving out uh, without being as solution focused as we might be. We do know people spend about half an hour every day moaning about something or other. Yeah, maybe we need to kind of reorient that and look at maybe some solutions or things we might do to cut down on our own whining. Okay. Um, as well. But Brendan, what somebody just texted in and said, there's a difference between a rant and a moan. A rant is good, a moan is bad. Would you agree with that? Oh, I don't think rants are always good. A short, sharp rant can be helpful, okay. but it does need to be accompanied by some kind of solution or something constructive about, you know, how to change things. And often we, we're better at spotting the ranting in other people rather than the ranting in ourselves. And Brendan, what can we do? Like if like I would be guilty of it, I suppose, like fixating on one or two things. And I, I think my big problem is like if something has a solution, but the solution isn't being reached, that does drive me a bit batty that you repeat behaviours. But what can we do to stop moaning? Well, uh, well, the first thing we should do is become aware of it in ourselves. We always want to stop other people moaning, but maybe we need to be aware of it in ourselves and try to stop ourselves. For other people, it is useful to say something like, okay, this topic keeps coming up. Can we think of a solution? So it's very important to use the word we. You know, can we think of a solution here rather than just saying to the person, 
stop moaning and come up with answers. It's much better to create the bond and say, okay, so this keeps happening, this keeps being a problem, what can we do to fix it? And that moves away from an idea of blame or guilt. Okay. A good reaction to this now, I have to say. I agree that positivity breeds positivity. However, how does Terry um, talk about, you know, in, in situations whereby if, you know, employers aren't treating their employees properly, obviously they're, you know, they're going to be moaning about that and it doesn't suit their agenda for them, obviously not to be moaning. Terry, what do you think of that? I think that if your employer is not treating you right, you need to step back, find somebody, whether a professional person or a pal, and say, look, my boss keeps doing this, this and this to me. Um, he's, he or she is leaving me out of meetings. He or she is criticizing me all the time, even when I haven't done anything bad. Just list out the things that are driving you nuts about your employer okay. um, and then work out, okay, how am I going to fix this? And you very rarely fix it by going into your employer's office and saying, you're always getting out about me. You need, as Brendan said, to go in with a solution that says, look, we're trying to achieve figures of X and Y. I believe that we could do terribly well if there was an approach that went this way. And so you become part of the solution as opposed to part of the problem. Okay, I like that. And we have Corinne on the phone line as well. Corinne, do you think that no moan zones are a good idea? Yes, actually, I do. Um, I think that negativity really uh, can be dangerous. I've had jobs ruined before with employees moaning and griping and bitching about the um, the management and then it gets to you and before you know it you're doing the same thing and I think it can be very toxic no moan zones sound great if you're exuding positive energy it's going to be contagious um yeah, no moan. I'm all for no moan. And Corinne, I, I think it. actually, like, if there is, obviously, you're approaching an area, no moan zones, and going, okay, I'm not going to be letting off. Instead, I'm going to reframe and look to be part of, as Terry just kind of said there, actually, a, of a solution. You're kind of going in with a different attitude, and you might be, you know, improving your own kind of outlook on things by doing that. Absolutely. I mean, I have to do that. I mean, there's times when all of us wake up and you know, I've said it to my husband, there'll be, I'll go half an hour of the first start of my day and all I've done is bitch about something and it's like, oh my God, how negative do yeah. I sound? And I have been able to turn it around by saying, actually, you know, that's not so bad or maybe they were having a bad day or if you can think positive, it's not always possible. Sometimes yeah. it's impossible, but if it is possible, if you're just being negative because maybe you didn't get enough sleep or maybe somebody at work is driving you around the bend. Yeah. You can turn that around. You have control over your thoughts. You okay, know? Corinne, it sounds like you're not from Ireland originally. No, I'm from the States. I'm from California. California. And if you think anything's different there, you'd be dead wrong. Okay, I was going to um, ask you that. Because I think Canadians do that, like that masking thing where it's like, we're never going to say anything bad, but then we're just going to explode one day. So, you know, it's, I, I no, assume I that... Think that well, I can only speak for what I've seen from Americans. Um, they can moan with the best of them, let me tell you. And I think that they moan a lot more than the Irish. I mean, the Irish, a good lot of them will just make a joke out of something, which is great, you know? Yeah, exactly. So they have a great sense of humor and they can laugh themselves out of it. Um, yeah. Interesting. Right now, you wouldn't want to be in the States right now. Can you imagine the bitching and moaning going on between like Republicans and Democrats? It's just negative atmosphere there. I would would not want to be there. I have to admit that definitely. Corinne, thank you so much for uh, taking a call from us on Lunchtime Live. And we have also Alan on the phone line. Alan, what do you think about no moan zones? Hello. 
Hi. Are you there? I'm Sean. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Sean, you're Sean. Um, Do you think we are actually a nation of moaners? Yeah, well, well, I think we are. Like, I myself an awful lot this morning because the power went out. It's it's back now. But yeah, for a good hour, I was kind of moaning because I couldn't get access to anything. I know, but that seems like that's fair, though. Yeah, but we kind of do moan a lot. Like, I I moan a lot myself, like, with, you know, the dark being so far away from where I live and then... Pol- uh, I don't know politics or whatever's what, going on. Yeah, so, Sean, tell yeah, me about this. Sean, yeah. I like this one. This is an example that's all often kind of given is that we'll be say at a restaurant and we go, "That's not what I ordered," and then you go, "Oh, I don't really like this," and we moan about it, and then the waiter will come around and go, "How's everything?" And you're like, "Fine." Is that us? Yeah, that that is that. Although I have been known to sometimes go back to the waiter and be like, "Well, no, I didn't order this," and you overcharged me. But yes, I think it's kind of like an episode of Faulty Towers a little bit where we're just kind of. We don't want to upset anybody. So yeah. it's like, we'll just like pretend, that, okay, everything's fine, but yeah, but we, we don't want to cause the boss, I think, yeah. Okay, thank you, Sean. I, I agree with you there. Alan is back, actually. Alan, what do you think of No Moan Zones? Uh, it's it's good to have a good moan every now and again, but look, I think sometimes we can, we, we can take people up who may not be happy about something like someone that's moaning when they're just not expressing what they're thinking correctly, but okay. I think it, it's good to have a rant sometimes. So we work off the principle that if something's not right, you take a minute out, you say what you need to say to yourself or to out, out in the open air, and then you, 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 you bin it then after that. Do you know you what, Alan, though? It is hard, and I was talking about this in another circumstance not that long ago. It is actually hard to kind of remember to take that pause before actually speaking and go, okay, ha- really frame what you want to say. Yeah, it's, it's a skill that you need to learn, learn, learn. Before you answer a question, it's just pause for 10 seconds. Yeah. Just pause. I was just trying to answer something, but you then come across if you're moaning about something. But again, but it's, if, if again, I think some of the commentary of the problem with your boss. If you have a problem with your boss, instead of going with a problem the whole time, go with a problem and a solution. Go yeah. here's why I've identified the problem, but here's what I think we could do, and that's changing your mindset. So the more you concentrate on the negative things, it's like that old thing, right? When's the last time you seen an awfully red car? Yeah, you probably go, I don't know, um, but I guarantee you later today you probably see four or five of them. Because you're now subconsciously looking for that. Yes. And sometimes we are subconsciously looking for negative things because negative people will find negative people. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. I would agree with that. Someone's just texted in saying, I think moaning is bonding. Nothing bonds you to a colleague like moaning about something at work. Friendship is formed. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think you find common ground on things you may not like, but I don't think it's moaning. I think you're finding common ground because you may not like, you may not like Liverpool. You're not moaning about Liverpool, but you're, you're, you're finding common ground if you don't like something together. Okay. Thanks, Alan, very much for that. Lots of people actually saying, this is all madness. I absolutely love a good moan. It's cathartic and it's definitely needed. Sometimes rather uh, than just sitting there with something, it's so much easier to get it off your chest and share the burden and then move on. Like, I mean, we're all kind of guilty of it on WhatsApps as well, aren't we? That we're all kind of like, hmm, this would get it off my chest. But I want to go back to Brendan, actually. And Brendan, like, if something, if you spotted it in yourself and you feel like you are, like, chronically moaning and just constantly giving out about things, and it's not just about a particular thing, what advice would you have for somebody? Well, I think spotting it in yourself is often enough to change your behavior because you begin to notice how other people react to you. And the other question is, is there really something to moan about? Like, is there a problem that needs a solution that you can advance? And of course, there is another kind of moaning. And the number one topic here is moaning about the weather. And to to, to an extent, that has become almost an art form, a sort of a flamboyant Baroque art form where we 
find things to complain about no matter what the weather. It's too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry. Um, and that, that, that can indeed be bonding. But I think if we notice it in ourselves, that is often enough to self-correct to a degree okay. rather than always condemning other people. Yeah. yeah, it can be hard, though, can't it? Like if you, it's so habitual, like if you form that habit, it can be really hard. And to just stop yourself before you go, I'm just going to give out about and then you have to stop yourself. Yeah, well, you can stop yourself midway through or you can always, you know, notice you're doing it and stop yourself and ask, you know, does anyone else notice this too? Does anyone else have a solution? So once you start, it's not unstoppable. We do have some more control than we think. So the research says that the average moan goes on for 14 minutes. Oh, my God. So we could we could easily reduce that, um, you know, if you notice yourself going on and on, just just stopping sooner than the 14 minutes. And maybe a no moan zone is a little bit ambitious, maybe less moaning zone. or A shorter a moan zone. zone. I can't believe that 14 minutes. I don't think I've ever sat through 14 minutes moaning. <laughs> yeah, apparently we did. That's what we do. Uh, the research suggested and we do it twice or three times a day. Oh and we all on average moan for about a half an hour each day. But I need to move to solutions before I start being a moaner myself. The uh, evidence is we can change this and we should. Otherwise, we live in this hyped up state that is so bad for us and for our immune system. Okay. So maybe becoming aware of it and never moaning without some kind of a solution to go along with it. I like that. I like having that in the back of my head now. I'm going to take that away with me now, Brendan, and put it into practice because you've said it to me, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time and for all the callers on that topic. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.